one. Okay, everybody, welcome back to the Fans in Motion podcast, the only podcast you didn't know you needed. I am looking at two of my friends here, and I say to them, morning hit me like a stone. Someone shoot the telephone. Sounds like Beelzebub singing. Sounds like church bells ringing. The theme song to the Twilight Zone. Say hello, Josh. God, that's like uh, that's like poetry. There is that Shakespeare. Who's that? Bill Shakespeare over there. It's like One my, of my favorite songs off of Neverland. Like Love my, that song. My I Angelou. Was, I was rocking that today while I was out running some errands. Say hello, Brentry. Somebody on the page had made a comment that Neverland was their least favorite album the other day. And I, about, yeah. <laughs> I, I I blocked that person and I'm going to lobby to get them kicked off the page. You know, and I know that's one of Josh's favorite tunes off the record, My Elusive Mind. No. Yeah. And and, I, and, uh, the, and the hula. Hula. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. not like me aboard. Neverland is very top heavy and bottom heavy. It's like either I'm really into it or I am not. I'm like Love this it. with it. It's Love it. Like, I mean, it's kind of uh, like. It's kind of like porn. Like I'm really into it for a while, then amazingly, I have, to, I have to back down. I need a palate cleanser, and, and then like, <laughs> like just I find myself real quick just not into it anymore. So I don't know. And uh, this would have been up my nose if I would have been. If, if I, uh, you, you just have to find more categories, Josh. You got to dig deeper. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's no man in motion. And uh, speaking of man in motion, well, our he, last episode, he gets mammals in motion, and that's what's doing it for him. You know marsupials so the, the last episode we did was man in motion brent stop talking over me uh i enjoyed that i enjoyed listening to that album multiple times that day and uh, i've had a few friends message me with their thoughts on their rankings so to speak uh, i told them they were wrong but it was fun uh what any feedback to you guys personally if i message <laughs> you guys on that that episode well, that was probably the the most feedback we've gotten on an episode on the uh, Facebook page because everybody was yeah putting their their yeah. list up and it was so great to see it. Uh, a lot of the lists mirrored kind of probably I can't remember how our lists all look together, but mirrored mine like some of the same four songs yeah. were always at the bottom, some of the same four were always at, at the top. One thing I did kind of take out of all that is here she comes again is ranked either at the top or my mine it was towards the bottom yeah um and a lot of people had it at the bottom but a lot of people had it at the top too so mm -hmm. it's either so either people love it or they hate it it's like there was no in between it was never six or seven it always seemed like it was either 10 or 11 or one or two yeah um but so it's just it's unique seeing that and uh the idea for love you know there's people that just don't like it yeah. because of you know who wrote it or whatever but uh um a friend of mine who messaged me privately gary brent as you know uh he, yeah. he him and i had a phone conversation about it he was like he put i did it for love at the end just because they didn't write it i was like yeah, but it's still a good song, man. So he was team, he was team Night Ranger with me then. <laughs> he seemed to be team Night Ranger, but his, his top two were same. And then here's the thing is here she comes again. Like I said, that's the one that has the three different songwriters on it. So it probably didn't originate as a Night Ranger song. It's yeah. probably somewhere else. So, you know, it's 
All right, so Jack Blades probably threw some lyrics on it, got the songwriting credit. And, yeah, absolutely. Um, but whatever. What about you, Brent? Anybody talk to you? Uh, messages not personally, just not personally. Just it was fun, like Josh said. You know, we had like four comments. I came back 10, 10 hours later, and it's like fifty, and I'm like, oh my god, they exploded. Yeah, I so think it's pretty it cool. Was it? It might have even been Robin. <laughs> I think that said that they love when we do the ranking episodes. So. Uh, I enjoy it. It makes you go back and really put your ears on an album instead of just passing through it. It's like, oh, I got action. I got to listen to this because I have to put these in an order and I got to put them and rank them and, and justify my decisions. So that was a lot of fun. And someone just last night posted a link to another podcast. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Not the connoisseur, the something like that. I, uh, but uh, I saw it. Yeah, I, I didn't watch it yet. I didn't watch it either, but uh, I think I watched, I clicked on it just to make sure like it was listenable and audio and stuff. But uh, um, but yeah, so they did an episode on the Man in Motion album. So it's one of those albums that uh, you know if you pick up and you're a Night Ranger fan, you pretty much are probably a fan of it. And it's probably now an album a lot of people got too because it was in those clearance bins there for a while yeah. so i watched most of it i was getting ptsd podcast disorder whatever <laughs> because the dude's talking as he's talking he's holding up cassettes uh, and i'm like oh my god it's josh all over again <laughs> maybe it's josh doing it and he's moving away from us he's up in canada and he couldn't figure out why they were on Epic Records on, in Canada. And I'm thinking, oh, well, Josh needs to get a hold of the guy. He'll, he'll tell him everything. You know what? That's about where I clicked into. Did you? Because he's like, I don't know why it's on Epic. And I'm like, well, it's because they're, that's their record label for, uh, for Europe and Canada. Was, yeah. And they were, I forget. But if you go back and watch those episodes, it was like that for maybe just the boardwalk era i don't think i don't think no, they, he had a midnight madness that was on epic records but when he held up his boardwalk it said distributed by cbs records you know on the back mm-hmm. um i think it was martin popoff that guy's an author up there he writes books about rock and roll bands i think that's the guy he um who was doing it yeah i'll have to look and see i like off the top of my head i can't think of midnight madness and epic records but no, you go back and watch it. You'll see it. And you had a single for "I Did It for Love." I got the the, the cassette single for "I Did It for Love." We okay. talked about that. Remember? Well, no, you got it. You got the one off Neverland. No, I held it up. Well, I know, but I'd mentioned that we have uh, probably in the main emotion episode. I know I would have shown it, but yes, the there's a a cassette single for "I Did It for Love," and the unique thing, or kind of unique about it, is. Uh, it's not in a cardboard sleeve. It's in a hard shell case. Yeah, it's in a hard shell case. Yep. So, like I said, I had podcast traumatic stress disorder watching that part. So great. Yeah. I, I'll I'll stand by. I think Man in Motion is one of their most underrated albums in their catalog. Um, I only say that because they don't play anything off of it anymore, and I, I think most people, very most of the casual fans, have no idea about this album. So I would love to change that and make that album just have a boom in sales but i don't think it'll happen but uh so moving on to this episode hey let's move on to this 
Yeah, you I got was trying to see what it was. Oh, look at that. Turd Ferguson. Hey, first... hey Ferguson here. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this <laughs> week's episode, we're doing uh, what makes Night Ranger iconic. Iconic. We, we each kind of have a, a short list. We'll probably have a couple things in common. Um, Brent kind of threw one to me and I took it. So I'm going to use that one. Um, but anyway, this will be a fun conversation. See what you guys, what we all yeah. think. I'm, I'm sure we'll have probably similar ideas, but uh, we're going to discuss. Uh, well, I, I, when I said, we guys, think. when I sent you guys the message on that and said, you know, let's come up with three things a piece. The reason I said three is because we could have easily come up with five or six a piece, but I, I wanted, it will give more interaction with, with the people watching this on the page. Well, you know, I don't want to steal something that they're going to post. Yeah. You know, so that's why I thought eh, three, three would be a good number. Um, and, you know, and I, and I think there'd be some definite conversation um, on all of it. Stuff I didn't think about the, that you or Josh brought up, you know, would bring up and the things that I recognize as iconic, like, you know, so that's going to be fun. That'd be fun. We get into the, the conversation, see how we each see them as iconic and, and our justifications for why we chose the things we chose. Yeah. So because they are definitely iconic. Take that America or Boom. take that, take that world. Yeah. Uh, so Josh, you want anything to that before we get up, move on with the agenda? I'm just interested in seeing how, you know, and it's good. We're, we've, you know, we only stuck to three, I guess, you know, three reasons because we can always that, revisit it. Well, that limits how many times Brent can be wrong. So I know I only had to put up with three, you know, shitty Brent answers for this episode. So. Shitty. You're going to be <laughs> sitting back going, wow, that boy, I never thought of that. That is, he's absolutely right. And you will, you will both agree. And I'm sure I will agree with both of you. All right. And, and I'm going to start when we started, I get the first pick. All right, we'll go Brent first. I'll go. I'll, I can go last. It doesn't bother me. All right, uh, Night Ranger news. Is there anything we want to talk about? Anything new happening, Josh? Anything? Night you got? Ranger news. Well, Night Ranger's been announcing a lot of dates. I've been a busy guy. I've uh, seen that. Yeah. So they just announced that they're playing Rock the Ring 2022, which is in Switzerland. <laughs> I think maybe a few days before that, they're playing the um, what's the other big festival over there in Switzerland uh anyways go to the website yeah. and look there's uh so there's two dates in switzerland in june um so if you ever wanted to go see the alps or something hey uh josh real quick if you run it by ed i have a passport and i'm vaccinated so uh, if they need help <laughs> i'd be more willing to go to i i ra <laughs> i ran it by them and next a, thing i know no. they would not answer my any more of my message yeah i get that a lot pressing charges um they're going to be on the 80s cruise in March. I think they're playing two shows on that. I go to the uh, the 80s cruise website and you can figure that out. But that's like March 5th to the 12th. Mm -hmm. So grab your sunscreen and your spandex. Um, they, it hasn't been announced yet. Well, it has, but not on the Night Ranger page. Uh, they're going to be in Green Bay wisconsin february 11th so i think those are like three shows in a row i think like february 10th is anderson 
Indiana, then Green Bay. And it seems like there's a show after that, too. Um, I don't know. I'll have to think about it. But uh, the uh, there's a show in Fort Worth at Billy Bob's Friday, January 7th. That was just announced. Um, February 26th. You can go see the Milwaukee Admirals hockey. And after that is a post-game concert with Night Ranger. So hockey and Night Ranger cannot beat that. Um, yeah, there's that February 10th, Paramount, uh, the Paramount Theater, Anderson, Indiana. So, yeah, so there's a whole bunch of shows being announced so hopefully they're getting to an area near you. Um, what else? Josh, did we mention um, before when they finally announced the single day tickets for that Rock Island show down in I don't Keys? Know if we did or not, but yeah, the uh, January, middle of January, January twelfth, something like that. They're playing Key West at one of those rock festivals, and I guess they went they went ahead and started selling single day tickets. Right. So. There you go. Before you book, though, make sure you find yourself a hotel room because it's mm-hmm. outrageous. Pricey. That's why I'm not going. It is pricey. So, um, other Night Ranger news. Um, I'm just going to tell you this. Uh, 2022 is going to be a fun year. You're already seeing all the concert dates. There's other things that are being planned. So if you are a hardcore Night Ranger fan, and if you're listening to this, you have to be, because if you are not a hardcore Night Ranger fan, you're listening to this. I mean, what are you getting tortured or something? Yeah, I mean, I mean we, thanks for clicking on the link, but <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, you, you know, no, I'll take waterboarding instead. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, just trust me, start saving, put some cash aside because you're going to need to, you're going to need that to uh, have some fun next year. But other Night Ranger news, um, I got this CD in the mail. Bada bing. This is. John Nyman's solo CD. John Nyman is uh, the guitarist for Y&T. And he just released a solo record called Made in America. And on this record, let me find it here. Did you get that in the mail yesterday or today? I got it last, I got it last week. Get it, Y&T. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> God damn. Wow. I wasn't even paying any attention to that. Yeah, well, it went right in both of your heads. It did. Yeah, well, I'm glad that I'm... That was horrible. Like, and I like bad jokes, too. Um, anyways, I got to find it here, but Brad Gillis plays on a track here. Um, you'd think I'd be prepared for this. I didn't think it was this hard to find. Um, hey, isn't Y and T out on getting ready to go on tour, or are they on tour right now? They Heard are something an, about it on the Hair Nation. They, they were talking are about it. announcing dates. Yeah. All right. So, Fly Angel Fly. Um. So I'm I'm going to assume this is somewhat an older track because it's got Leonard Hayes and Phil uh, Leonard Hayes on drums and Phil Kinnamore oh. on bass, who have both passed. Which yeah. uh, Kinnamore passed 2011. Uh, Brad Gillis does lead guitar number two. Danny Chancey does lead guitar number three. Greg Raleigh from Journey fame is on keyboards. Eric Martin, Greg Kinn, Eddie Money um, are all vocalists. 
Jimmy Lyon, I don't know if you guys, I don't know who he is. Do you know who Jimmy Lyon is? Does lead guitar number one. So, um, is it Troy, is it Luketa? Yeah, Luketa. Troy Luketa. He's the drummer on some of these tracks. From um, Tesla. He's phenomenal. Dave Minichetti plays on a few tracks. So, anyways, just uh, if you're a Brad Gillis fan, there you go. There's a track out there, Fly Angel Fly. Um, looks like you can get it. On, I don't remember where where I, I got it off his his page, but www.iacrecords.com, or just go find John Nyman. So there you go, some Brad Gillis. I hey, for did, news, anything else? Yeah, I got some more news here. So uh, uh, they've added some stuff to the store. This is probably one of my favorite newer Night Ranger shirts just because of one reason I will show you. So here is the new ATBPO shirt. Yeah, I like that one. All right. But the thing I like about it is they put something on the back. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's much cooler than the first and the band played on shirt. I'll be heading to their merch page. And I went ahead and ordered this, and it was a little bit bigger than I thought it was. The Christmas ornament. Oh, how cool is that? So um, we can make that into a necklace. Yeah. A flavor, want, flavor flavor size. Flavor 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 yeah. yeah, boy. So uh the ornament was you know, it was I didn't know it was gonna be that. I didn't know it was going to be that big. That's what she said. Um, so there you go. So a few things there in the uh, Night Ranger news. Uh, not really Night Ranger news. I just wanted to kind of throw this out there. Was so you know bands are doing box sets, and I hope Night Ranger does a box set. You know they did that Japanese box set. A lot of times when they do the box set, they do you can get the CD version or the vinyl version. And Stone Temple Pilots has have released a couple of box sets, and I love the way they do it. And I just got this one in. It's one of my favorite albums. Tiny Andrew. music. Yep. So what's great is like it's all the it's almost like a book. It feels like a a book, and it opens, and you have the booklet for the record and everything else up in here what's great is all like the b-sides and demos are on the and the regular album are on the oh, CDs. those are the cds in there aren't there the yes. raps yeah okay so you get like the the vinyl is just the album and then you get the album on cd but all the demos and everything are on cd it's like I don't really need all those demos and stuff on vinyl and it makes it more, you know, I guess more affordable instead of like getting the vinyl box set for 125 bucks, you can get this between 50 and 65 bucks and it has everything. So I hope if Night Ranger ever does something, it's not just strictly CD or vinyl to where they do something like that. And it's, yeah, okay. We're going to do midnight madness with demos. Okay. Well, here's the vinyl and you get three discs of, other stuff so i just like i said i like how they've been doing their box sets and they and a lot of them too are doing it where they do almost three different versions they'll do like a four or five disc box set and then they'll do 
a new remastered single disc and then they'll do like a two disc version mm-hmm. um but uh so yeah hopefully i mean it'd be nice if night ranger would do that but yes yeah, probably more out of their control than anything especially with them like i said just with universal and mca and all that so all right that's all i got for night ranger news anybody got any new stuff they want to spread the joy with besides josh's stp is that what you were is that was all you was that all your new stuff no i got night ranger new stuff that was just uh me talking Uh, since we're not I'll, i'll show my two things yeah go off the you can go off the menu Brent. and um I finally bit the bullet and got Samantha Seven. That CD is great, and you know because it's produced by Mister Jack Blades. Jack Blades, it's right there. So yeah, I was ordering. You know, speaking of box sets, I was ordering the Destroyer two disc set from the box. You know, the small mm-hmm. box set, and I, I got this for free because shipping was going to be six ninety nine, and I paid like forty five cents so I can get free shipping. It was the same price, basically. So, Samantha 7, nice promo copy. It's got a hole in here. So, Samantha 7, I think that came out right around maybe 2000. Um, it's produced by Jack Blades. It's a band fronted by C.C. DeVille um, from Poison. If I remember correctly, is Ty Longley in that band? Uh, get, the, get the booklet out. But Ty Longley... Uh, either played on the record or maybe did the tour i can't remember but he's the guitarist that was um that passed away in that great white uh oh the fire. tragedy the fire yeah, yeah. Uh, cc's he's the guitar player then you got um chris burrito bass and francis ruiz on drums oh francis um lighten up well, francis ty longley I th- i'm pretty sure did something with with that band um but yeah it's a really good record i was very surprised i found a promo copy of it at a used record store and so there are portrait records used copies and that album was delayed if i remember correctly it was delayed coming out so i bought three the three promo copies and i was selling them for like 40 or 50 bucks on ebay you know back you know 20 years ago so um They'd be up to at least forty-two dollars today. Uh, probably not even forty-two cents. <laughs> yeah. But who's wait, who's singing on that? Cece. Cece. It, and it's with it's, that raspy voice is like, dude, ah, let's get him it, on, he's guys. got a good voice. It's a good Does record. It? I always enjoyed. Haven't that you record. ever heard? I I hate every bone in your body but mine. No. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's off of the power to the people, and you heard me with the title. I said, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a filthy title. And Feel. right before, like uh, when he goes into this guitar solo, he calls his own name out. CC. <laughs> well, that's funny. I like that. It's fantastic. I like that. So there you go. If you want some new mute, some new old stock music, go track down Samantha Seven and give it a listen. Yeah, it's um, not bad from what I've heard so far. So what else you got, Brent? Well, Josh was talking about box sets, and I bit the bullet. Brent's favorite Kiss album? No, it's not my favorite Kiss album. It should have been Rock and Roll Over. $200 for a four-disc box set. Break it down, Brent. What all's in that bad boy? Open it up, buddy. Let's look. It's it's, Oh, God. It'll take forever to put it back together. (laughs) It's amazing what they put inside of it. Yeah, because it's such a great album. 
Hang on, let me pull my shrink off here. It is the only Kiss album that sonically sounds good from the 70s. Brent hates this album. Minus, no, I don't hate my, the album. Minus, <laughs> minus Dynasty. Dynasty sounds sonically good. Okay, it's got this huge book. And break, hopefully it has pictures for you. Yeah, it's got... That's the best ones right there. No, it's got a bunch of live shots and stuff in the studio. It's hard to um, position this. That's what she said. Um, but it's really cool. Like this picture here with that stage. I think that's like in New Zealand or something like that. Uh, I think that's like, is it? No, I think it's I, uh, it, Brussels or Belgium. It's or somewhere. And so I don't think there was a book that told you what that was from. Uh, yeah, well, it doesn't say right here. But Gene yeah, Solo Band played that. that place. It's an amusement park. Then you got to put words together to make, or letters together to make words. <laughs> anyway, it's got a big ass book. And then you go into here. And I got to turn it sideways. Josh just wants to see it. No, I didn't think it was open or I would. Did you get it, Josh? There, it's I didn't a, order that one. Embossed um, envelope here. And what's cool, it's got like um, posters in here. They recreated the. Um, fan club stuff and they went ahead and made from the destroyer tour a small version of the tour book they reproed that i mean it, it's it's so freaking sweet and then you get another folder with stickers and iron-ons and like you know here's here's your kiss iron-on there still, you go still sealed go down to velvachine and get you the blank t-shirt and, and then you have four discs um at the bottom here and it's crazy it's i i sent andy one of the tracks of um detroit rock city yeah totally i mean thank god for ezrin shows you what a producer can do but yeah there's um two discs of unreleased demos and um sound check stuff and destroyer album then they've got a bootleg show this was actually recorded from the audience i believe it's a stoned in paris bootleg and it sounds so good they went ahead and stole the bootleg and released it and then you've got a blu-ray version of destroyer the audio supposedly is fantastic through a surround sound system so it it, it was worth 200 bucks but it would have been better if it was rock and roll over in my opinion well it, it, with kiss it's so hit and miss some of their stuff like they put together is great and then some of it is just absolute shit show some of the colored vinyl is just so horrible uh the and um some of their box sets or their 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 things they put together are horrible but this one it looks like they did a pretty decent job on it blueprints of the stage that's pretty cool yeah you know you get um you get the old fan club mail away kit with the pictures and the certificate saying I'm in the Kiss Army and blah 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 and just cool stuff. We're a bunch of fucking nerds. Um, yeah, I, I plan on getting it. I just for two hundred bucks, I'm like, you know what? I'll just sit. You it's get like, it from Walmart. It's one hundred ninety-two dollars down next year, just like they did like Garth. Well, Brooks on Amazon, on Amazon right now, they got it's part of the buy two get three. So basically, if you had three people you buy you know you would get them you know get three for 400 bucks um oh that's not bad but uh 
Anyways, uh, is that all you got, Brent? New stuff? That's all I got. New stuff. I don't normally share all the kiss stuff I get, but this was pretty cool since Josh was talking about box sets. Jay Weasel, what do you got? Yeah, well, I have this. God knows where it's at. I still need to go through some stuff, but I saw this and it wasn't that expensive. So I went ahead and bought it just to show on the podcast and have some fun. Oh, Carnival Mirror. Carnival Mirror. The only Carnival Mirror that I know Night Ranger ever had. Oh my God. I wish I had that. I remember seeing that, you know, at our local fair back in what, 84 or something. And I think I like, I got two of them. You know, it's like super back cheesy, then. but God, it's so cool. Yeah, for a dollar. Remember, for a dollar. But yeah, um, there you go. Carnival mirror and got still has the original cardboard frame. Yeah, it does. The best. And the that just thing, takes me right back. I got I bought this. I don't know, maybe ten bucks. But a lot of times these are a little bit more expensive just because they ship from overseas. A cover of Guitar Magazine from Japan. So, Big Life era. Love it. And what I like about this was, like, hey, if they're on the cover, it is the article is right at the front. It isn't like back in the day where you had to. It's buried. You know? So, it's got you know, some Big Life photos of Brad, Brad. and Jeff. And there. Read read us something. Yeah. There's got to be something like in English. The yeah. word Night Ranger. <laughs> I, I see King's Cup. That is all. Um, Arigato. Mushy, mushy. So mushy, there mushy, mushy. is Brad in the studio playing a Les Paul. And then there is Jeff. Jeff yeah. And probably all that equipment is probably now worthless and in the garbage. Um, but yeah, uh, just something I never had. And it's like, yeah, for 10 bucks, I'll yeah, cool. pull the trigger on it. So there you go. Brent, what do you got in fans of motion? News? What do I got in fans of motion is, man, I got a lot in fans of motion. Out, out, shout it out loud, Brent. Okay, Andy, the words are big enough for you to read in the background, so... Hang on, let me... But I know who this one is right away. Screen a little bigger here so I can see it. This is Chuck Williams. He took a picture. Oh, sorry, you can't see these in my head. There we go. Look at that. Yeah, it was a cool pick. I thought that was um, pretty iconic of Jack (laughs) doing what he does on stage, you know. Looks like he's in an MMA fight. Well, let's get it on. Yeah, that just um, I'm trying to cover that up. There we go. So that was pretty cool. Here we're gonna, Andy. You're gonna try to pronounce this name. Oh boy. I was practicing before. Let me get see if you can't tell. This is a ladle I'm using to so I can reach to cover the camera up with. I mean, oh, the production value here is awesome. That, that's not what I was gonna click on, but it that it, it it's up here. So Josh was showing his caramel mirror. Yeah. And um, Greg Sykirke, I believe. Yeah, that sounds, I mean, I would have gone Sykirke? pretty close to that. Check that mirror out, Josh. Do you, do you have that? Is that a carnival mirror as well? It's a, it's a bigger mirror. I To me, that looks fan-made. Yeah, I, mean, I don't. 
I've never really seen, you know, might that. be flea market or um, Caesar's Creek or here's Trader's the... World. It's still awesome. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get one of those when I get my, my new podcast studio built. I'm gonna put one behind me. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but I didn't know if Josh, if Josh knew anything about it, and I don't remember if he posted anything about where he got it from. I mean, to me, it's not a carnival mirror. That's just, you know, it's just too, too big. big. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you'd have to look at it. I mean, I don't know if it's, a, you know, a, a decal just mm-hmm. put on a mirror, a sticker. I mean, it could be a sticker that you've created and printed off yourself right. on there. I mean, I, I, don't can, know. I can get one made for you guys because my daughter's got a cricket, one of those machines that cuts stickers out. All right, I'll take one. Okay, Andy, don't tell me you love me. Okay, I was just segueing. The Donna Gallucci. <laughs> Donna yeah. Gallucci went, um, posted, um, Jack had went back to the set of Don't Tell Me You Love Me about two years ago. Yeah, that's awesome. And, I, and I'd never seen that post that he made. And then, um, oh my God, what's his name? He was, I had him last week with the Bray Gillis guitar. Our, our buddy from Japan. Turd Ferguson. He no, it wasn't him. He um went to the when he you know, he he's the same guy that went uh, to yeah, see the satellite dishes and what have you. Yeah, yeah. He well, he went to that um destination to see where they filmed the video, which that's so cool. Here's one Josh is gonna love. Rough, Gamma, just like your mother likes it. Lance Rushing posted this, and our buddy. Um, Fitz is back in the uh, it's my left hand corner I'm sure it's what it is for you guys as well that would be right around 19 that picture is probably 1979 uh, he was with them for Gamma 1 which came out in 79 and um, so that was the, that picture is probably either 79 probably the earliest maybe late 78 well, it's pretty cool. I'd never seen that photo before. And then um, our good friend of the show, Lisa Johnson Haynes, her and her husband went down to, was it El Paso? Prescott Valley, Arizona. Arizona, I apologize. And I remember being, when we were in Cleveland, she was telling us how she had front row for the show and she couldn't wait. So uh, that two jack picks and a set of, a stick from Kelly. Well, yeah. Yeah, I think that's Kelly because he's taped them. The other guys, I don't think tape their sticks when they come out. But I don't know that. Yeah, I have no idea. I've never paid attention. So, um, and Lisa's birthday was just recently. So, happy birthday, Lisa. That was happy pretty birthday, cool. Lisa, Lisa, and, Lisa. And she, you know, was taking pictures of them out in out in the West, um, in the mountain ranges, what have you. It's been pretty cool. Um, here to steal some thunder from Josh, we got Lori Barr. With her Christmas ornament. Yeah, that is still, but that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's nice. It looks great, and it looks even better when Josh was showing it. How heavy is that thing, Josh? Got a little weight to it. Yeah, I mean it's it's metal. I mean, and it's thick enough to where like I can't bend it. You know, just yeah. taking my hand and trying to. So, um, so yeah, I mean, is it worth twenty bucks? Let's just put it this way: when I got it, like I wasn't like disappointed like holy shit that's not right worth 20 bucks I'm like yeah okay um so and yeah, i'm gonna hold it up and let it go back and forth 
we're going to do a uh, public service announcement for Night Ranger. You will buy this. <laughs> you will buy this for Christmas presents. Anyway. Obey. Obey. So, Lori Barr, thanks for sharing. And another one of our favorite Lori's, Lori Pierce. In order to hypnotize them, someone's got to be watching. Yeah. <laughs> well, you never know. You, you know, if they're playing the drinking game, listening to it, we got them. Lori Pierce today posted um, her happy Thanksgiving fans emotion. That's pretty she, cool. Yeah, she superimposed them with hats on and feathers coming out of um, Eric's glasses and it's an antlers on Carrie's head. And Yeah. Yeah. thought that was cute. So, Lori Pierce, you're awesome. Cool, cool job. Um, our buddy over um, the, across the <laughs> pond, Mark Greenaway. Look at that. Mark Greenaway um, shared these pictures from when he came to America and he you know, wore his Lucky Night Ranger shirt. Yeah. And I just, yeah, it's so Mark Greenaway, you know? Yeah, he said he uh, wears it when he flies. And uh, that was like Mink Malibu, what he, somewhere around there. Well, he's in Santa Monica, I think, at Santa the bottom Monica. there. That's yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, Santa Monica. And I, I think, have Brent, you tell me, didn't I have that shirt? I don't recall I you having that shirt. I think it says Still Rocking 97. Um, still Rocking, yeah. Still Rocking America or something like that. I think like it that. just says Still Rocking 97 on the back. I'm pretty sure that's the shirt they had on the Neverland tour. Yeah, and when we saw them in, you know, in Columbus, they didn't have any merch. Maybe yeah. then I didn't get from that show. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'd never seen it. And then when we saw them on the seven tour, they didn't have any merch. So, yeah, good Trust lucky you. for us. You got a better memory of my life than I do. So, and Sherry Stone, look what Sherry Stone caught. How about that? She caught a Carrie Kelly pick that I don't even have, that we don't have, but we will get one of these soon. She's got a Bray Gillis one too, but the Carrie Kelly one's a cooler one. <laughs> <laughs> for um other reasons but yeah i thought that was cool and especially when i saw the variant i'm like damn it there's there's another one yeah that's cool and last but certainly not least we're gonna post this picture of mr dawson weaver with his um i think that's his dad but you know the tests haven't come back yet <laughs> um josh you want to tell us about dawson's weekend there Old Dawson's first rock concert was Night Ranger. Actually, the first group he saw was autographed. But uh, so yeah, I uh, got tickets to take him down to the beach in Tampa. And uh, so we spent four days down there. And Saturday night, um, we headed to the show. Uh, it was at, I think, like Orange County Choppers has a place down there. Mm -hmm. so it was this huge place uh they had first part of the concert kind of like in their little venue then i think the second part was for night ranger was out maybe like in their parking lot over ten thousand people there um and my mom went and my mom is over with brad and then my yeah. aunt went over by jack there uh and uh that's my aunt that i would you know i go take her night ranger records so it was cool uh you know it was a lot going on so um but yeah so we went back and i'm holding my kid and next thing i know there's eric and i was like you know telling dawson say hi to eric and hey eric 
you know, and then there's Kelly. Hi, Kelly. And then hi, Brad. And, you know, Brad gave him a guitar pick, which he loved and let him strum his guitar a little bit. And um, so it was just cool. I mean, just, I mean, God, when we first started this to, you know what I mean? To yeah. even be telling the story, but, but yeah, you know, it was, it was very hectic lot going on back there. So, you know, just said hi and got the picture and, um, and if you saw the video, you know, my kid just look, you know, he's very active. So he, we found the spot kind of like where like the first part of the concerts were. And I just let him run around while night Ranger played. And, um, so, but yeah, it's, it sucks because one day I'm at in the ocean or in the Gulf walking and, you know, on a sandbar and living a life, drinking a Miller high life. And then, 24 hours later i'm back in ohio so yeah but uh but yeah well, did, i mean did he enjoy his flight and did he have a good yeah, time he, did the pit did he make the the pinwheels work all day he loves pinwheels so where we stayed there was a dollar tree right across the street so <laughs> i went and bought him like 10 15 worth of pinwheels so he was uh he was good to go and so yeah just stayed out there with him and um let that's him, what it's all about man build let, those memories let him do his thing and then like i said saturday we uh ventured over to night ranger so knocked his first airplane out airplane ride out and first rock concert so he's living the life man he's living the life all right yeah i could tell how big that venue was because when you posted that video it was during breakout and he's just kind of moving around to it and you could tell the stage was so far away and you're in that enclosed area. I'm like, wow, yeah, there's where, a lot of people there. Where I was at was where like, there's like a restaurant there. Anyways, that's like where the first part of the concert was. There was a lot of people still back and around where I was. And then, you know, if you're kind of looking where I was filming, there was still a whole back area to that. So, but I met, uh, there were some fans. I like I said, I didn't get to talk i didn't post anything really for any meeting or anything like that but james gillen reached out to me and uh i gotta meet him for a little bit and talk to him he's on the page collects night ranger vinyl but he works at disney world and brought my kiddo oh cool some mickey mouse ears and brought him um like a disney world name tag uh and a a t-shirt so hooked my kid up with that and uh, i i ran into barb harrington real quick but i was i think that's back when i was getting ready to take him back for the photo so i only got to say hi and then i couldn't really go back out because i had him and he didn't want to you know i wasn't gonna take him that close to the stage and everything so saw barb real quick and there was a couple other people there i think james or barb told me that was there but um so yeah um i did get a run into a few people from the page there so yeah it's cool awesome man rock and roll hoochie that wrap it up anything else that wraps it up man we get into this that this wraps it up that's a, that's the name of a night ranger song off of uh hole in the sun hole in the sun wrap it up all right so brunt we ready to do this we're going to talk about things that we think that make night ranger iconic and this topic popped in my head back in the midst of the COVID um, high point. 
when Dr. Pepper had a little commercial and they did a parody of Sister Christian yeah, using sweet. And 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 I said to myself, wow, that is one iconic tune. So I'm going to start my list off by saying Sister Christian is one thing that makes Night Ranger iconic. Uh, oh, yeah. without a doubt everybody knows that song i mean when people say you got a podcast and i go motor and which then i did that today and i thought you know what if motrin was smart <laughs> <laughs> they, they could use that song motor and throw your head eggs <laughs> wow you're making me long for tom no, keeper i'm just making my ear. i'm just making that up as i go there but no seriously so i mean it's an iconic tune and it follows them everywhere it keeps it, 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 it it's probably one thing that has helped keep interest in this band for so many years for just casual fans yeah absolutely i mean when you think about how you describe iconic i mean it's something that's just instantly if you say the name what do people think of and sister christian is i mean it's got to be number one if you would make a list i mean i'm sure we'll find out more here but i mean most people i think you said that so when you say you have a podcast about nine ranger you uh, what and you motor in and bam so yeah josh you want to go next i well that was yeah. you want to jump on that that would be this was going to be one of mine but i would say even more I guess just to create a create discussion, even more of iconic than Sister Christian is just the word motoring. Yeah. All right. Like they, they introduced a word to the lexicon. I mean, yeah. like what, like exactly Brent, what you just um, how well, the example you just gave, but like when I was down in Florida, that'd be you know out there with my kid. He's playing with other kids. I'm talking to other parents. You know eventually i'd bring up yeah i do social media for night ranger oh who's that you know all they had some hits you know sister christian um don't tell me you love me blah 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 and they're like yeah but then if i go motor and like oh yeah right oh yeah so, I love those guys so it's you don't ever really even sing the you know oh yeah night ranger uh they had that song sister christian no you don't sing that part you always sing motor motor yep so yeah, maybe I mean, just to change it up and then uh, what we're talking about here, I would say the iconic part just to go dig deeper into Sister Christian is just that word. You say motoring. You don't even have to sing it. Yeah. You just say motoring. You go straight to Sister Christian, Night Ranger. Um, and uh, I think I even have a kid's onesie. You do. That says motoring on i can't remember now but i got it's got a stroller little stroller, stroller on it. yeah, yeah it's like it has like you know looks like it's going fast and it says motoring so um yeah so sister christian motoring you know that that would be that was going yeah. to be my grand finale but i'll throw it in here yeah, with this a, a finer point yeah, I, don't, I mean that's go ahead, Brent. no no i'm just gonna say i have no order for mine because what's yeah. the point you know yeah, I mean, rules here. not to just stay with that for just a minute. I mean, truly, you think about that. And if when we get to finish our Kelly interview, I, I know he he doesn't want us to do too much on Sister Christian, but I would love to just talk to him about think about what you you wrote. Like, 
you know, there's, there's plenty of people who've written hit songs, you know, there's, there's thousands and probably hundreds of thousands who've written hit songs. You wrote a song that like Josh said, one word we've been to, we all been to so many concerts and that is the part everybody waits for that build and the motor, the, the crowd erupts. And it's like you said, you, you say to any, I have a certain age. I mean, you say motor into my daughter who's 16. She'd be like, okay, weirdo walk on. But people of our age, little, little younger, Josh's age. And then back, you know, you like, you're, you're right, Josh, one word, one word. And that it instantly makes people think of night ranger. So, um, and that's uh, that song you could say maybe even saved night ranger because don't tell me you love me. Wasn't that big a hit with the bankruptcy and everything uh, with board rock records, that record really didn't get out there. They signed with MCA. Um, you can still rock in America. The first single off of it was a flop. Mm -hmm. um, if that single flops, you right. know, when you close your eyes, do they give that a push? Does it really do any better? Um, so you could see you know, you could make an argument that that, you know, that song real, because once that hit, then that was able to push when you close right. your eyes and yeah. everything from seven wishes. So um, Andrew, uh, the first thing I'm going to mention, and uh, again, it's, I, I, this one Brent threw to me because I was kind of like, I don't know what you mean by it. And then he gave me the, what he was thinking. I was like, I got you now. Um, and it is, uh, they're the only band that I know that does this. And it's the way their stage is set up with Kelly, you know, sitting sideways and facing the audience. There's not another band that does that. And it's. Well, they bring everybody to the forefront, even the keys. If you think mm -hmm. about it, again with the with the term iconic, it's what what is instantly recognizable, and that is one of the things. Now, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people pay attention to stage setups, but I mean, maybe you can think of another band that does that. And of course, we've heard the stories of why they do it, but it's one of the things that Brett and I have talked about this for years. We love that they do that, and uh, so I'll say the way they set their stage up with Kelly sitting facing the audience to a degree and then keys whether it be Fitz or eric on the other side so uh to me that's an iconic night ranger exclusive yeah there. i mean i guess if you would you know I, you'd have to be a fan of that hard rock genre um i so if you showed a a picture of a of a stage yeah and automatically the drums were at the on the side you go oh that's night ranger stage yeah. Um, so yeah, I get what you're saying. The only thing that's really ever changed with that is it used to be, uh, the keyboards during Fitz's era and even, even Kelly, uh, well, they were, but even, and Kelly's is kind of stayed about the same, but the keyboards, even up to Michael Lardy, and I'd have to look back at other photos, but it was always the keyboards were facing directly to the drums now they've angled eric yeah they yeah um but i like i said i know even you know back in the 90s and early 2000s it was still set up to where it was facing directly um so yeah uh i can i can see what you're talking about there i do one one time my my band played a show and i set my drums up that way and i think you were there brent and you're like kelly Kagi style <laughs> i was like yeah, because the way the I had to because of space, which I think was the original reason they did it. But we were at, a, at an area where the stage was a little smaller than we expected, so I turned to the side to give some rooms to like, 
it was it wasn't as deep well it's like when rob tipton and i were talking about forming a band a couple of years ago i told him i said we're gonna go kelly keggy style i'm tired of being hidden by a singer i'm yeah. tired of not being able to see anybody i'm going to come to the front of the stage and then you guys got everywhere to run well of course it never developed but and to capitalize on what you're talking about the band that came the closest to it but no cigar was striper striper now, Robert Sweet would turn his set sideways so you could see him, right. but it was still in the middle. He's you phenomenal, know. by the way. Yeah. That I think I think the coolest thing about what he did was, when we saw him, was have those symbols hanging from chains from the light trusses, and then they, they just swing, and they come back by, and it'd be, be perfect timing, and smack that symbol. Yeah. Great live band. Yeah. So, so you I have... Very cool on the iconic stage. Yeah, well, again, that was you threw that to me, and I, I ran with it because I was like, yeah, that's something I like. So anyway, uh, what do you got, Fred? What's another one you have? In no it's, particular it's Josh. Way. No, Josh already did his. Well, you did your sister, Christian? Is yeah, that motoring. motoring. Okay, oh, I thought you were just adding to it. Well, no. I mean, Sister Christian was going to be one of mine. so I, I just, had it on mine, too, uh, and I thought, no, they're both going to do Sister Christian, so I just took it off. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Um, I, I, was, I will say mine was, uh, mine was, I put, I just said the word voter. So, all right. Okay. So, your second thing that makes Night Ranger iconic. The use of the word trousers. No, no, that, not that. It was, it was going to be Ice Machine, actually, but I, I, I scratched that out, and I opted for the greatest, in my opinion, dual guitar band on the planet. You've got your rats. They had two guitar players. You got Kiss. I mean, all, most bands have two guitarists. Josh is smiling because he was going to use this one too, weren't you? Well, it's, I won't say it's iconic. I mean, I think they rank up there, but I think there's a lot of bands that are better well known than, I mean, Iron Maiden than Lizzie. Well, they have three. I'm talking uh, two. No, no, they got three now. They didn't have two, three in the eighties. Well, but I would know. I was thinking about all the bands that did it, and I just think Night Ranger. They've always had that great duel, that duo that complements one another. You know, you hear Brad going crazy with whatever Brad's developing, and then you would hear Jeff just eight fingering it, and you know, and now you got Carrie tearing it up. They've always had a gunslinger with brad gillis and it's fantastic i always liked when you know one of them would start the so would do part of a solo and then the other one would yes jump do the second part and then they would end it together like at night she sleeps is a good yeah, you harmonizing know, you know where they bring that back up uh sing me Revel away revelation uh sing me away is probably the most yeah is the one that comes to mind during the live set them doing the uh dual guitar uh eddie's coming out tonight uh night ranger the song uh and you can always tell who it is that's playing it yeah. you can tell so, Brett, so let me i'll jump in here i'll step in front of josh from it to to because one of my iconic things ties with what you're saying and, and i'll agree with what you're saying on the guitars but more specifically iconically brad's tremolo and whammy bar work that is what I think you don't, there's no other band that does anything like what Brad does. And I think that is a, a signature. I mean, I think, 
again, you've got to be a music nerd to hear it and go, oh, yeah, that's that's Night Range. I can tell by Brad Gillis's work. But like even when you watch the stars, where stars, the hearing aid. Um, oh, yeah. Big video and all those. There's, there's a multitude of phenomenal guitar players. You can tell Brad Gillis out of every single one of those note crammers, the, the, the Ingve wannabes. And then there's Brad who just starts bending notes and, and he's the only one that does it that way. You know, Lynch will bend some notes, Eddie bent notes like that with a, with a whammy bar, but Brad, Brad has his own way, man. And, uh, and that to me is iconic. Well, and I was sitting there thinking about this. I was thinking about his guitar being iconic and, and just the Floyd Rose alone yeah. being iconic. And that contributed to the sound of what he came up with. And whoever's playing by his side comes up with it. You know, so Josh, you can, you can go. I uh, I didn't mean to step in front of you, but I wanted to just put oh, a point no. on what Josh was, or what Brent was saying. Um. So yeah, like I said, I, I, I may agree more with Andrew about his Brad's guitar playing being more iconic than the dual guitars, just because there are so many great dual guitarists, guitar bands. Um, I mean, even songs, I mean, uh, uh, there's like a Molly Hatchet, you know, like some of their big hits, like Flirting with Disaster, dual guitars, uh, but uh, like I said, like Thin Lizzy, stuff like that. But uh, but yes, you could always kind of tell Brad, you just, he has well, these certain notes that he. Well, that's was my, that was part of my point of the dual guitars. Yeah. You could, t- you could tell who they are. And of course, Jeff's iconic eight fingered, I mean. Someone may have done that before, Jeff. Who knows? But just like with Eddie and tapping, someone did it before Eddie, but Eddie made it his signature, and Jeff developed that and mastered that eight-finger technique. And it again, though, you you got to be a, a real music aficionado to point that out. Most people, most casual people, have no clue what we're talking about. So I Josh. guess my second iconic thing would be their live show. Um. In the you know if, if you're a fan of the hard rock you know genre, Night Ranger is always talked about as one of the better live bands, and they do it solely off of their talent. I mean, it's you go see Kiss. What's Kiss? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it's because they've got makeup and their bombs, their bombs and shits exploded. I mean, you know, it's not Paul Stanley's voice. Um, but uh, in other bands, they, they've got these huge sets going on. Motley Crue, Alice Cooper, Night Ranger, it's, it's them. And you talk to anybody, even if they're not a Night Ranger fan, and they don't maybe not even like that music. Oh, I saw them in 85. Yeah, they were pretty good. Um, and that's like the far end of the spectrum. Anybody who's into the music that we like night rangers always yeah they're you know a great show and i have always argued that that kind of hurts them because who the hell wants to follow that um i I think that's what hurts them getting on some of these big package tours is you know do you want to be you know up there and overweight and then have these guys who are older than you still you know looking good sounding good and you got to follow that. Um, I think that hurts them. But uh, anybody that you talk to who likes this music, 
Night Ranger live show is always mentioned. And I think that's why they still do so great. There's other bands out there that have a little bit more hits, um, but don't sell as well because Night Ranger really lives off the reputation of their live show. Um, so that would be my second thing. It makes them iconic is just their reputation of their yeah. live show. I'll add to that, Josh. Uh, I completely agree with that. And the one thing I love now, some people differ on me on this. I, I like when I see a band live, I like it to sound as close to the record as it sounds. Now, some people disagree. They want a different sound live. I want a Night Ranger. We've seen them, Brent, for what, 40 years. They, they sound the same. They sound great. Their, their songs sound like what you just heard on the record or on the radio on the way in. And their energy level is still, I mean, in my opinion, it's still the same. I mean, these guys, they're 40 years older than when we saw them. And I mean, they still rock out. I mean, when, when me mm. and Teresa go to shows, she's like, I still can't believe how old these guys are. And they are just killing it. They're just killing it. Brad and Jack. And I mean, it, it's just awesome. And uh, so... Mm. I just giving the props of what Josh was saying there. On top of that, you went with um I don't know the one guy's name you took to um that music place in Indiana. Oh yeah, Abe. Abe. And I remember you telling me he had never seen him before. Yeah. Same with Todd Kearns. Yep. And what what was their reaction after they saw them? Just amazed. I mean, Abe was blown away. He'd never seen Night Ranger, knew Night Ranger, knew their songs. Uh he caught a drumstick that night. We were front row and he was, we left on all the way back from that show up at Sweetwater to Columbus. He was like, I still can't believe how amazing they sound and how much energy. I was like, brother, I've been doing this for 40 years with these guys chasing them around the country. And I said, this is one of the reasons I go. And Brent, I mean, same reason like you and I talk about going to like Butch Walker. Yeah. It's you're never, you don't ever walk up going, eh, I've seen better. I've, I never do that with these guys. And uh, cause I love it when they, you leave it on the stage. And they perform at such a high level. I never, ever feel like they're being phoned in. Never. I don't think Night Rangers ever. And they may have. I've never seen it, and I can't attest to it. But every show I see, it seems like it's – we've seen them at shows where there's not a lot of people. And their energy level is still where it's supposed to be. And I, oh, yeah. I, I love that about these guys. So, Britt and I's number th- – our first one was Sister Christian Motorin. And – what was yours? I, uh, I had the stage set up. Stage set up. And then the second one that we brought up was uh, Brad's guitar playing. The dual guitars is what mm-hmm. Prince said. And then I said the uh, live show. Now, before we get into the number one, I did put up Elvis right there. The true rock and roll icon. Thank you very much. And if you look here, what's that? Yeah, I can't tell what that is. It looks like a monkey. I'll be your monkey. Oh, <laughs> look at that. It's Doug Davis. I love it. Let's see if it works. I'll be your junkie. How the fuck does this work? Mr. Monkey, I want one of those. Oh, no. Anyways. Where did, where did you find that? Um, uh, Internet. Family, family member was getting rid of shit, and I saw that. I'm like, hey, yeah, like that's coming with me. Yeah, of all things, that that goes along with a Night Ranger song. And uh, while while you're pulling stuff from behind there, is that the classic Kenner R2D2 remote control? 
No, this is something I found at a thrift store. It's couldn't tell. Pretty, pretty new. Yeah, it looks better than the classic. Looks Kenner. like Greg. Looks like Greg Eckler. Old Greg. A little, um, little callback. <laughs> oh, I got it. Uh, one right over my head. Am I on? <laughs> <laughs> that was still uh, one of the one. Of, that was a great night of my life. Hey, rest in peace. <laughs> All right, so number one, who one, one, go one. with or not number one, but whatever, the, our the last, last one. one. What makes the band that we all love and enjoy icon ick? Brent, Brent, you got well, it goes back to what Josh was talking about, Sister Christian. If Sister Christian wouldn't have been a hit, would have when you close your eyes been a hit. If Sister Christian wouldn't have been a hit, would Rock in America, you could still Rock in America, be the anthem that it is today? All, all iconic bands have an anthem or have an iconic anthem, and that's Night Ranger's anthem. You could still Rock in America, period. You know, they close the shows with it. It's always going to close the show. Everybody, everybody knows it. They know their, more than it's their it was, rock and roll all night. It's their rock and roll. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's a rock and roll all night, and it's very iconic. I have to agree. I get a little if if I have a feeling that they're not going to play it, it kind of I get a little bumped by it. I'm like, you better play it. I, I expect to hear that at the end of the night. Yeah, and it, and it and it's and it's to me when I hear it, it tells me how proud they are to be who they are and where they're from. Sure. And, and they deliver it every single time. And it, you know, and it has every form of like, you know, the guitars, you know, that we were talking about. It, it's, it is a hundred percent night Ranger on 11. Yeah. I mean, yeah. well, it highlights both what we talked about earlier about both guitarists. It highlights their, just their abilities genius. what makes them yeah. iconic guitar players i mean that's long that's the song that does it so i can i agree with that i have no beef with that bro broseph so yeah so when i was thinking about what makes night ranger iconic huh, rock in america like i said when you have an anthem you're automatically iconic yeah um for me the thing that makes the last thing that i want to bring up that i think is, is super iconic is uh their logo their logo, which I mean, first of all, it says Night Ranger, but it's 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 back in that era where bands really worked on logos. And I mean, I won't say it's the most iconic logo out there. I mean, because you got I, th I thought about this, like, you know, the Rolling Stones have a logo that you don't have their name in it. And as soon as you see that mouth and the tongue sticking out, you know exactly who that is. But except, I except for my 14 year old. Yeah, she has a um, shirt with like six of them on her. She got in the Target. And my daughter Madison brought home. She goes, Dad, they had a kiss shirt, but Lexi got this shirt. I went, You got a Rolling Stone shirt? She's always in. Is that who that is? <laughs> but I mean, that, uh, that's probably the most iconic logo. But I'll reference yeah. back to back in the summer when I went to a podcast expo and I had on the Fans in Motion shirt that Brent designed. I had people yelling at me from across the room, Hey, Night Ranger guy. It didn't say Night Ranger, but they saw the, the, the logo. And that, again, that of a certain age, they know exactly who it is based on just, it's like if you see Def Leppard's triangle, mm -hmm. you know what's going or the kisses S's, you know. So uh, to me, the logo, um, 
again, that's something from a distance. You could see if you see that kind of Chevron thing going on, you know who it is. And if you don't, I don't want to know you. I think if you're going to say that the logo is iconic, it's definitely got to be this one right there, the stretched one. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say the one, even well, even the Mojo one behind you. I mean, that, you know, that's awesome, man. Well, the Mojo that, that's one. That's wrong, though. Yeah, they used the stretch one. This is, this, this isn't really right to the era, but, um, yeah. um there you but go. Yeah, I can, uh, I can agree with you on that. Oh, shit. Yeah, like I said, I mean, oh. the only one you can see from a distance without any wording and knows who it is, it's, it's, it's the stones. But other than that, yeah, uh, Grateful Dead. I mean, maybe if, Chicken if Foot. Want, if you want you to talk, do Chicken Foots. If you want to talk about, or VH. you know, like logos and stuff, I mean, think how many the Grateful Dead have. You got the bears, you got the skeleton. Um, there's like two or th- there's three or four like things that the Grateful Dead used. The bong. You, you, <laughs> I like I like this one. Yeah. If you yeah. guys want, you want to hear some good, <laughs> yeah, just get some shakedown street. Um, but uh, I kid, I kid. Um, so my iconic thing, and this would be iconic for Night Ranger. What makes people hardcore Night Ranger fans, I guess, and why they're iconic to them is how they treat their fans. If you oh, think yeah. about it, everybody, if you're a hardcore Night Ranger fan, you have a cool night ranger story that involves one of the guys i have at least. multiple of them all right over decades all right and to me that is iconic i mean i could you know kelly walking out to you know the 79 zephyr in his trench coat and, and all the snow and, and his all access passes uh just uh, you know i could you know jack blades at wabash driving down that ramp and he didn't come out and sign anything but i'm like he comes down he's gonna have to turn and go to that traffic light and i just know that traffic light's green right now it's not gonna be green when he gets there so i walk over <laughs> and he right when they pull up it stops and it's red and i knock on the window and jack looks up to me you know like whoa what's that and some guy and i hold up the rubicon album you know now this is for this is pre-internet well it's not really pre-internet but yeah, yeah. it's not as re- readily available and uh He's like, wow. And he rolls down the window. Where'd you get that? And he signs him real quick and then takes off. Uh, I got every, I got 20 more. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. Everybody's got one of these stories, yeah. um, at least yeah. one. And I think that is what um, they were accessible enough for you to get these stories. I mean, absolutely. You know, I like Kiss. I don't have those stories with Kiss. Now, Brent, you know, would go the extra mile probably, does, and, yeah. you know, and you know, give hand jobs to roadies and shit like that. And, no, that never yeah. happened. Um, yeah, he's still denying. No, um, but never, uh, but never uh, had to stoop that low. But uh, they were, you know, that's what's great is they were just ex- you know accessible to where you could see them before the show, after the show, and and get those memories. So I mean, I've had them call security on me, so I mean, I love it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I was there. <laughs> So you see this fat boy run up a flight of steps. I have one more to add if you don't mind. This boy needs to run. (laughs) As we were sort of talking, I was like, you know what else makes this band iconic? And I think would make any band iconic. Well, this podcast. They have a podcast dedicated to just them. And that's where we come in. We help make this band iconic and keep them iconic. And we help 
I hope they they know it that we're uh, we're helping the cause. So yeah. We're here for the cause. Like, hey, our album sales increased 0.103 percent. It's got to be those three Yahoos, right? Which hey, got to actually be. I worked my ass off trying to get ATBBO, you know, on the charts. You know, I did. And it's funny that you brought that up, Andy, because when I was telling you the story about the guy today, you know, he's like, what are you doing tonight? And I said, oh, I got a podcast. He goes, you podcast? I'm like, yeah. And I'm told, you know, Night Ranger, blah, blah. He goes, what's your topic? What makes Night Ranger iconic? I said, for one, they got a podcast. That's what, that's what I said. It's a joke, it's you know. Think about all the other bands out there who don't have a podcast dedicated to them. So, you know. Well, Whenever you talk, man, this is what happens. Gosh. See, you can't say any of my answers were shit tonight. They were great. Well, I think this was a fun topic, and I think it's something we might want to revisit later on. Uh, maybe if we think of more things as we go, it's it's fun. You know, you know what doesn't make them iconic? Some of their shitty album covers. <laughs> Some, not all. We've already done that one. <laughs> yeah, I know. Which was fun to do, by the way. Breaking uh, album covers. Stuff. Someone's countertop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take a picture of my new countertop and I'll show what, it. Josh, you, you put a logo over it. What gets me is people will be talking on the uh, on our page, you know, and they're like, you know, they'll be like saying stuff about certain topics, and it's like, you know, there's a podcast that answers all these questions. Yes. Yeah. You know, like what was well, it? Damn, the damn Yankees third album third album yeah you know i'm like you know it's just, it's just all right here's clearly the they're subscribers yeah. yeah there was something the other day somebody posted i'm like well if you listen to the last podcast you'll you'll find out about that i mean i get it they had to put up with us so maybe it's worth just being not in the know but well, but tell them like they could skip through all the nonsense get to the rankings get to the whatever and then just turn it off <sighs> that's what i do <laughs> That's what I do for most people's podcasts. Let's you know, skip right to the topic. That's what yeah. I do. But you know, oh, well. hey, we like talking to each other. So, yeah, I mean, is that it? Am I asking anything else we'll talk about? We're we gonna wrap this thing up. I got a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken waiting for me. Oh yeah. Um. So Giggity. if you oh. are out there, make sure if you're watching this on YouTube, do me a favor. Just you know, make you know my little heart pitter patter. Go click subscribe. It uh, makes me feel loved. Uh, so if you're watching this on YouTube, click subscribe. Make sure if you have not, there are people out there who are watching this and they don't know about the Facebook page. I've gotten comments about that. It's like, oh, wow, cool. I'm like, yeah, all right. Um, Facebook page, just go search Fans of Motion Night Ranger. You'll find it. Click join. Um, we are, we got the, we got the website, Fans of Motion dot com you can get everything there and from that you can listen to us on all the uh the reputable stations there podcatchers out there apple podcast yeah, spotify audio mac amazon music iHeartRadio, pandora stitcher all the respectable ones um hopefully no. you guys are okay with uh the episodes being every two weeks um uh hopefully people out there aren't too sad give us your feedback are you uh are, how are you coping only getting us every two weeks you should be going back and watching the older episodes or introducing new people to it and then having chat groups about it and yes. others you need to start a fan page for the fan page uh writing you know uh 
you know, papers in your college courses about the uh, excellence of the uh, Night Ranger podcast called Fans in Motion. So, uh, yeah. And I want to add before you close anything, two oh, things. Oh, oh. One, after this video is posted under the video, tell us what you think is iconic about Night Ranger. And the best way to do that is to post on the post, not send a separate post in because it gets lost with, you know, out of, out of the shuffle. Um, it's always, you know, best to post that way. And two, something that makes this podcast iconic is, you know, we're celebrating November 24th right now. And tomorrow I would be looking up to the sky going, what is that? Oh my God, it's turkeys. Got to get our WKRP reference in there. Says so to make a drink. Pinedale Shopping Mall. Hey, before we forget, Brent, you just mentioned and I completely, I wanted to bring it up earlier. Today is a very uh, yeah. anniversary in, in the, uh, not Night Ranger world, but in the Kiss world. Um, 30 years ago, we lost uh, Eric Carr on this day. Uh, and Freddie Mercury. I don't mean to diminish Freddie Mercury one bit. I mean, he's an icon and he doesn't need our help. Trust me. But uh, sad day if you're in, if you're a Kiss fan mm -hmm. and, and the drummer at all. Uh, one of the greatest drummers, one of the nicest people you'll ever meet in your lifetime. And I met him once, Brent. You met him a couple of times. Uh, Eric Carr with 30 years. It's unbelievable. It's been 30 years since we lost him. So I would at least throw that out there for him and you guys. Can... Do you guys remember where you were when you heard? Yeah. I don't. Um, Brent can probably tell me where I was. I should oh, just ask. I should just ask Brent. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was home and I said, and it came across MTV. And That's I what just, I was going to say. I think I saw MTV. And I about just shit because the last thing I had heard was he was getting better. Yeah. You know, and he had just been at the MTV Video Awards in August, and that was his last public appearance. And God, I was just, I was devastated for. I'm, I mean, it still still hurts, but I knew I know it, it hit me hard for about two weeks. You know, Eddie, Eddie Trunk did a whole show today dedicated to Eric Carr. Did he? I did. I haven't listened to it yet, but, um, you know, he was friends with Eric um, in their later years. And he said, actually, Eric, one of the stories he told, I, he said this yesterday because he was talking about the show today, that Eric actually they talked like two weeks prior and Eric was saying how great he felt. And he said that he goes, it hit me like a ton of bricks. But uh, anyway, Josh, you wanna, where were you when it happened? Well, I, I was right at the beginning of me being a Kiss fan. So, you know, I just had kind of started getting into rock magazines just a little bit after that. So I was in the Kiss, but I don't think I was buying the rock magazines. And I remember my stepdad saying he heard a member of Kiss had died. And but he didn't remember the name. Uh, so I really didn't know until they were doing hype a few months later for the revenge album. And that's when I started, you know, getting the magazines and stuff and then see, you know, reading it there. So I really don't have any memory of right when, mm. when it happened. And I wasn't a fan during the, really the Eric Carr years. So, um, yeah, that didn't really, you know, matter. I didn't have that personal right connection to it but uh yeah, yeah uh and it's it sucks because he was pretty much in one of the worst eras of kiss where they never really let him sing or write <clears throat> i mean it's a it's a shame that tommy thayer's on two records and has two vocals you know and 
Eric was with them for a decade and barely got one. You know, one we year. got the one on smashes and thrashes, but um, you know, but that's that's the only thing is he was probably in the worst era. And, and it sucks is there's no 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 official live album from his era either. So, uh, but uh, you know, whatever. But uh, well, he he was everything you ever heard about him. He was he cared about the fans. I mean, I had met him in Dayton, Ohio, and I was backstage, and and I and I kept it cool, and I just said, um, "Hey, you ever think about selling your Crazy Nights drum set?" I said, "Because I really want to buy it." You just started laughing because you couldn't afford it. And five days later, they're in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'm stalking them down at the hotel, and I keep going in, and I keep getting yelled at by security, and it's like four o'clock in the afternoon, I'm thinking these boys got to be leaving soon. I've been, been down there since eight o'clock in the morning and I go into the lobby and there's Eric Carr checking out and all of a sudden the security guard goes, motherfucker. That's what he said. He goes, I told you you're out in Eric Carr turns around and says, Hey, he's with me. Just like that. And you know, he goes, you don't treat my fans that way. And he walks over and goes, he's, you're the guy who wants to buy my drum set. You were in Dayton, Ohio the other night, you know? And I was like, Oh my God. And we, we, we sat there. For an hour and spoke just that's incredible awesome. well rest incredible. easy yeah. eric and or paul caravello and freddie mercury go uh go crank some kiss uh crazy nights probably under uh, crazy not crazy nights creatures of the night uh some of the finest eric card drumming ever recorded or king yeah. of the mountain and the uh, song yeah so, hey can i can i say one more thing i want to do a plug yeah um, there's going to be a podcast Andy and I were on over yeah. the weekend coming out where it was a trivia game for the Kiss and Tail podcast. And Andy was one of the participants um, in the um, finals. So it's going to be, you know, we'll, we'll post a link to it, but you can see how well Andy does on this episode. I'm on there as a lifeline, well. <laughs> you know, and um, of course there were some Kiss questions I threw in there and yeah and then evidently they were hard yeah they were only one of (laughs) only one of them got answered you know Um, one of the the questions was what was the name of the stove company eric carr and his father worked for jamaica stove nobody knew it (laughs) everybody does jamaica Jamaica stove Stove, yeah that's because they live close to jamaica pass up there in brooklyn yeah but yeah, we represented fans in motion on a uh, another podcast. So uh, yeah, run will post that link. It was fun. It was a really good time. And uh, Google Google Jamaica Pass Revolutionary War. You can. That's basically why George Washington got his ass kicked in uh, New York. But anyways, uh, are we done? Right. Yeah, everybody, everybody, everybody else is. They clicked yeah. stop about we're, ten. We're minutes actually ago. just talking to ourselves at this point all right so everyone thank you for joining uh go click subscribe and all that other malarkey and uh we shall see you in a couple weeks uh hey hopefully you had a good thanksgiving too by the way oh my god they're turkeys happy it's pulling a sign it says happy (laughs) thanks giving there you go Les. From W-K-R-P.
there you go go watch turkeys away wkrp in cincinnati i'm gonna do that tonight later